allow me to ask this question. What would happen in your life, in the lives of people around you, in our nation today, even our world for that matter, if things like common sense, true research, factual information, and true science were held in a higher regard than conjecture, fake science, fear, and a political agenda? This is Truth to Ponder. With Bob Bierman. Now, let me explain why I'm asking that question. And oh, by the way, welcome to the Wednesday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. The reason I'm asking that, I ran into a story the other day that came out of Oxford University in England. Now, there are two interesting universities in England right now. One is the Imperial College of London and the other is Oxford. Now, Oxford has been around, oh, for centuries. And even though most universities today may tend to be, as the saying goes, somewhat woke, leaning toward the left, places like Oxford still have a reputation they try to maintain of being balanced and also being logical and scientific in much of what they do. Unlike the Imperial College of London, they gave us the entire fear-based narrative way back last year when they said, way back in March, if we don't do something dramatic, millions will die in a matter of months, like by the month of May. We expected three million to die in the United States and then more and more would pile up as the months went on beyond. Now, the reason I bring this up, a study came out that I noticed much of the mainstream media has decided not to give a whole lot of, uh, shall we say, line space in a newspaper, airtime on a TV or radio program. It's hard to find much on some of the podcast sites. But see, they did a study, and they used what we called back in the days that I went to high school and college the scientific method. In other words, they did a comparative study. And what did they study? The wearing of a face covering to keep from getting a virus. All we heard last year, all we've heard this year, especially here in the United States from the Biden administration that that still believes that somehow the magic mask will save us all from the coronavirus and all the deadly variants that will come down the pike. Just put on your face mask. Even here in Florida, I'll walk into a grocery store or some other location, and there's still people walking around with a face mask with eyes filled with fear trying to stay away from everybody, trying to hurry down the aisles to get the things that they need, get to their car, and even wear the face mask driving home or walking outdoors. So what did this study from Oxford University determine? Well, they took a large sample of people that frankly just never wore a face mask, and then they had an equal number of people that wore them like their life depended on it, like a religion, or even worse. Kind of the fanatics about a face mask. And what did they determine? 
after studying this for month after month after month, not just a week or two, we're talking almost, well, be a year toward the end of this year. What did they find out from using the scientific method, what has always worked before? Here's what they found out. They found out a face mask doesn't make a dime's worth of difference in spreading or getting COVID-19, period. Matter of fact, it doesn't help you with the flu or anything else. The media try to convince you that, hey, you know why the flu went down? We all wore a face mask and social distance. None of it worked. None of it really worked. There's no doubt in my mind that flu cases got counted as COVID for both political and financial reasons. So, whatever happened to follow the science, it's really follow the political science. And this is what we're up against in this time. Now, just a little bit later in the program, I'll share with you what I think are the beginnings of some good news, which is something we haven't had a whole lot of. But today on the program, this same theme It's going to be continued with our guest host, who I welcome now to the microphone. You've heard him before, and it's my pleasure to introduce to you again, Jim Calhoun. Jim? Thanks, Bob. Once again, it's really great to be back at the microphone and guest hosting Truth to Ponder. I hope that what I have to say is informative and can help you get through these troubled times. And trouble do we have. I say this almost every time I'm at this microphone, is that everywhere you look, you see trouble. And several shows back, when I hosted, I talked about the spirit of Antichrist. And the spirit of Antichrist is indeed everywhere, and it's blinding people. I've never seen so many blind people in my life. I'm not trying to be offensive to anyone who is legally blind. I'm talking about spiritually blind. I'm talking about socially blind, politically blind. Blind in almost every way you can be blind. And I know that there are Christians out there that happen to be sight blind that can see a whole lot more than all these people that have great eyesight, but they can't see anything. And the reason they can't see anything is because the spirit of Antichrist. I know for the last several years, there's been people talking about the zombie apocalypse and all the TV shows that show the zombies and the movies that have the zombies. But really, when you see these people walking around without a clue, they got their nose stuck in a cell phone. All they do is listen to the mass media listen to the news, listen to Dr. Fauci, listen to Dr. Gates. Oh, I'm sorry. I misspoke. He's not a doctor, is he? But ask the normal person, what do you think about Dr. Bill Gates? Oh, he's a great doctor. How blind can you be? So everywhere we see blind people, and we might as well be in a zombie apocalypse, because they're zombies. Can we wake them up? I don't know. But I'm doing my best to think of ways to wake them up. But we're in a spiritual war, folks. 
And these people are blind to God. Maybe God has given them a delusion. Maybe they just do not know God and don't care to know God and are not receptive to anyone who tries to approach them. There's lots of ways to be blind. I see story after story of people that get the death jab, which I call the vaccine, which isn't a vaccine. And they'll say, I felt so bad, I thought I was going to die. And I lost my sense of taste. I lost my sense of smell. I had a fever for a week. I still can't talk right. I can't sleep. But boy, I'm glad I took that shot. Do you realize that the pandemic has been over for a long time? At the end of World War II, when Japan surrendered, not all the Japanese soldiers knew that Japan had surrendered. It wasn't until the 1970s when the last Japanese soldier came in and surrendered because he didn't know the war was over. So we have all these people that are just COVIDians wearing their masks that don't work, claiming there's a pandemic. They're just the same as a Japanese soldier in 1965 watching the coast for Americans going to land to destroy the Japanese on that island. It's ridiculous. Now, the war's not over. The spiritual war is raging worse than ever. And it's also a physical war with people running people down in the streets with their cars and horrible things happening. But the pandemic is over. What isn't over is the hysteria, the brainwashing, the psychological operation, the absolute lies and deceit and tyranny of those in charge, whether they be in the United States government, the Australian government, the Canadian government. Just take your pick. You know, I'm a professional musician, and way back in the 1970s and early 1980s, I had an agent. They called him Dartboard Sam. The reason they called him Dartboard Sam is all the entertainers said that he didn't route anybody that made any sense, that what he would do is put a dartboard up with all the names of the places, the venues that he was going to send entertainment. He'd close his eyes and throw a dart. And wherever that dart hit, that's where he went. I had to make a jump overnight from northern Montana to southern New Mexico. There happens to be no roads that go from northern Montana to southern New Mexico. You got I-25, but you got to go around mountains to get there. And then you got to go back over passes and things to get back into New Mexico. So there's a, such a thing as the Rocky Mountains in the way. But old Artboard Sam didn't care. All of our leaders, it doesn't matter. Write a name of a country on a dartboard. Close your eyes and throw the dart. Wherever that dart hits, whatever the country it hits, you're going to find a tyrant. You're going to find all sorts of tyranny. You're going to find all sorts of deceit and lies and collusion between the media, which is no longer the media. They're propagandists. It doesn't matter what country. Just close your eyes and throw a dart. There you go. You're going to find it. Which leads me to believe that this is controlled from a central location. All of these so-called independent countries are no longer independent. They're taking their orders from someone else. 
I do believe there's a new world order. I do believe there's a group of shadow people that we don't know who they are. Some of them we do know who they are. They're the ones that fund everything. But there's people behind the scenes that we don't know about. But who controls them? Give you one guess. Name starts with an S. You guessed it. Satan. Satan is behind all of this. And we really do need to take our country back. But I'm going to tell you something that's happened in our country that the other side has been waiting forever for this to happen. And that was for the World War II generation to get old and die off. I was also a beekeeper. And I don't want to bore you with the details of beekeeping, but beekeeping is fascinating. But the way you change the colony out, if you have a colony that is mean, that chase you down and sting you for no reason, every bee that's in a colony is basically a clone of the queen, at least in temperament. She passes on her temperament in her genetics. So if she's a nasty, mean queen, all of her worker bees that she produces are going to be nasty and mean themselves. And so if you get sick of your beehive coming out and stinging you, you simply go to another beehive that doesn't do that, that their queen is docile. You take some eggs that she lays, dispose of the bad queen, put in the eggs from the good queen, and all those mean bees will go ahead and raise themselves a new queen by using royal jelly. It's quite a process. And when that queen emerges, she's a young queen, but she's surrounded by all these mad, evil bees. But as she lays eggs and her eggs hatch, they're docile bees. And as the older bees get old and die off, about 30 to 40 days, that hive that was real mean is now docile because all the old bees have died off, replaced by the temperament of the new queen. We're seeing that in our society right now. All of us that were raised to respect God, to respect our country, to respect our leaders, to respect each other, to help each other, to strive to make this a great nation and also a great world. And past generations have put out humanitarians who've done wonderful things. And we've really lost that. We've lost that by allowing the globalists and the communists and the liars and the propaganda in the media and our school boards and our teaching colleges and all of these places of higher learning to get infiltrated by people that hate this country, that hate God, that hate humanity. Oh, they say they like humanity. But the only way they like humanity is under their thumb. And so they changed all of our babies. First of all, they wanted all of our babies on formula. That's not a good deal. Not all women can nurse their babies. It's not best for the woman all the time, but it's always best for the baby. Unless the woman is passing something along in her milk that is harmful, then of course you do not breastfeed. But it started with that. Then they wanted both parents to work. 
That gets the children out of the home. And where? To daycare. Who's taking over all the daycare? I know there's good daycares out there. There's churches and other organizations that have great daycare out there. But there's also the indoctrinational type daycares. And then they start the school and the teachers colleges are putting out a lot of bad teachers. I have the good fortune to knowing a fourth grade school teacher and she has three small children of her own. And I asked her how her kids were doing. And she said, my kids at home are doing great. And she says, I've also got a lot of kids in school I'm trying to raise. And she's a great Christian lady. She's got great ethics. She's a wonderful influence on kids. And I told her, I said, thank God for you trying to make a difference with these kids. And she said, somebody has to. She said, there's so many bad teachers out there. There's so many. So I applaud the teachers that are giving it a go, trying to keep our kids from being indoctrinated. But unfortunately, when they pass from her fourth grade class, they might hit a teacher that will start indoctrinating them. And possibly in kindergarten, first, second, and third grade, some of them have already been indoctrinated. And so she will have to unprogram some of these kids. It's an absolute mess. What I'm trying to say is that the people that are doing our social engineering, that are coming in gerrymandering everything and trying to screw it all up, are using the pattern that you do when you replace the population in a beehive. These people knew there was no way that they could pull off what they've done with the World War II generation in their prime. Absolutely no. But take the children of the World War II generation. Get them hooked on drugs. The old sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Drop out. Tune out have different cults and different alternative societies come up with all sorts of causes that really make no difference, make no sense. And I'm going to give you an example. For the last 20, 30 years, we've heard, save the rainforest. We have to save the trees. And now I'm hearing groups say, trees are harmful to the environment. We have to cut them down and bury them. Well, which is it? It's total insanity. And this insanity comes from the spirit of Satan, from the spirit of Antichrist. And it's a psyop to try to get all of us to give in and give up and tune out and drop out of the fight. I'm telling you, folks, there's more of us than there are of them. But we were taught to have manners. We were taught to be respectful. We were taught to honor people. We were taught to honor people in high offices and respect them and do what they said. And so we have this group of people that back in the 60s and 70s who are the radicals that wanted to overthrow this country, like the Weather Underground and people like that, are now either in control or influencing our country. And not only our country, but every country in the world. You have all these foundations, the Gates Foundation, the Clinton Foundation. What good do they do? Oh, they do lots of good. Doing what? Tearing governments down? Ruining societies? Telling people it takes a village to raise the children? 
to give him an excuse to get the kids out of the house? We have been fed such a bill of goods that it's just unimaginable how many lies have been told, but worse yet, how many lies that have been believed. And Satan is the father of the lie. And we have to quit listening to the mainstream media. We have to quit listening to these politicians that do not have our best interest at heart. There are people that are saying, let's just wait for the midterm elections. What are the midterm elections going to do for the people in Australia? Or England? Or Ireland? Or Spain? Or France? Anywhere in the Western world? But worse yet, what is the midterm elections if they allow them to happen? What's that going to do for us? Where's the leadership in Washington that's supposedly on our side? Where are they? Why are none of the people in Washington, or in state houses for that matter, why aren't they all over the news, all over the internet, all over social media, decrying that our country is being attacked and taken over by a communist insurrection? Where are these people? You know, I hate to name names, but like Ted Cruz and people like that, where are they? Well, they're part of the problem, folks. They're the controlled opposition. It's going to be we the people, you, me, Bob Bierman, and people like that. We're the ones. It's up to us. There's an old saying that says, if it is to be, it's up to me. And I'm telling you right now, it's up to us. Because if we do nothing, these people are just going to be changing the bees out of that beehive. And the leadership they're putting in now is not a docile queen. It's a tyrant. Tyrants give birth to tyrants. Have you noticed how many tyrants are running around right now? I was even challenged in a parking lot. Have you been vaccinated? It's like, are you my doctor? I'm not going to share medical information with you. It's gotten absolutely out of hand. And so the zombie apocalypse out there is happening. There are people who have been once, twice, three times vaccinated, maybe more. People that are wanting, people that are unvaccinated to be under house arrest or in a camp somewhere. They're now putting in policies to try to keep people from crossing state lines. They're increasing the cost of goods, gasoline. They're trying to ruin our economy. It's all done on purpose, folks. These people want to destroy, destroy the United States of America as it was founded. They call people like me a terrorist. People like me an insurrectionist. People like me a white supremacist. Anything that will try to get me to back down or get you to back down because they know that they're telling a lie, but they need everyone else to buy that same lie. I was watching a video from Australia where where a man from the Middle East, who is definitely not white, was interviewing a white woman. And he was standing beside a black man. And she was out demonstrating against them. They said, why are you demonstrating against us? We don't want to have the vaccine mandate, and we don't want to wear masks. Why are you out here protesting us? 
And she looked at him and said, because you're white supremacists. She looked at two men, one an Arab, one a black, and called them white supremacists. Now you say she's not a zombie? Of course she's blind. That's just crazy. And that's happening everywhere. Everywhere you look is just absolute insanity. And it's getting harder to go out of the house and go out in society because you see so many just weird things. And you have a subculture that's been growing for years. And this subculture, they have tattoos of skulls and bones. And they have skulls and skeletons all over their clothing. They dress in black. And they just have this cult of death. And some of the businesses will put up a sign advertising their business that will have their logo will have something that is has evil or toxic or satanic in the name with a picture of a skull or a dead person or something as part of their advertising, letting other people know that they're part of the cult. Yes, there's a cult of death out there. And that's a subculture that's been put out there by the mainstream media and all of these horrible indoctrinating teachers that they're worshiping death. They don't think they are. They think they're just in style. I've even seen little babies under two months old that are in a jumper, little girl in a pink jumper, and the jumper was full of skeletons, and the skeletons had little pink bows on them. Folks, this isn't healthy. We have this going on all over the United States, all over the world. As Bob has mentioned, the denominations that represent the traditional Christian religions in the United States They're massively hemorrhaging membership because they're not standing up to all of this. They don't have a message. Some of them don't even have Jesus in their church. And as he stated, it's probably a good thing that these people are going away. We as Americans have to stand up. We have to be counted for who we are and what we are. And we have to not be ashamed of that. And we have to try to influence the younger kids that we have influence over. And the best way to influence them is to get them out of public school. Get them away from the indoctrination centers. This mess that we're in did not happen overnight. It's been planned, and it's been war-gamed, and now it's being executed. But I'm starting to notice some things that I think are really good signs for us. And what I mean us, I'm meaning believing Christians, people who are patriotic Americans, people that still respect other people, people who I consider as normal humanity, I'm starting to see some signs and know some things. And I do believe God has revealed a couple things to me. Now, I don't want to come on this program and say, God has revealed to me something. I'm not sure that God revealed it to me. I think he did. And when I come back on the other side of this, I'll talk about that. And I'm going to talk about some solutions because, folks, there are some real solutions out there. And there's something that, like I say, God has put on my heart to share with you that is going to happen on the other side of the break. But if we're going to take our country back, we're going to have to put some time and effort. We're going to have to put some skin in the game. And it's time that we take America back, one heart at a time, one mind at a time. And on the other side of the break, that's what we're going to talk about. Thank you, Jim. And 
Before we go to the break, just want to mention a couple of things. As many of you know, we are in Florida, and this week I've been doing some other work uh, for WRMI. I mean, I thought I retired from engineering, but a couple of things came up they needed some help on. So this week I've been putting my project on hold for a few days to help them on something that is very important. And I'm glad I'm able to do that. I really am. I thought that when I retired, that was it from engineering. And I'll say that at 67, getting back in the game has not been as easy physically as I thought it was going to be, but but it's good. And I needed this tremendously. Tomorrow, I'm visiting with a couple of people up in Vero Beach. And I hope to be able to tell you more about that maybe early sometime next week. Just a lot going on and and some exciting things that I really want to share with you. Besides radio, I've also spent over a quarter century in ministry. And, And ministry to me is the most important aspect of my life. And I don't do as much of it these days as I want to. I had great plans in 2019 that were tossed aside when when 2020 came along in the pandemic. But I'm realizing now there's a lot of work, a lot of work to be done. And so would you pray for me and the trip I'm making tomorrow, Thursday, to Vero Beach? It's all ministry related in one way or another, whether it be church ministry or other ancillary ministries. There's some important uh, talks taking place. Now, if you believe in the ministry that we do here at Truth to Ponder, would you consider helping us out financially? We're thankful we're able to enter the month of December, which is today, able to pay the airtime bills for December. And then during this month, we will build up the reserve again to be able to pay for January. And I see some wonderful opportunities in 2022. And I've got some good news that I'll be sharing as well before the the end of the program today. Just a couple of thoughts. If you can help us financially and make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio, that's Ancient Word Radio. By the way, if you're looking for sacred music, go to ancientwordradio.com. That's ancientwordradio.com. And I plan on expanding that as well. That's a third or fourth project to add a couple of more music streams and even a teaching channel uh, to that website, ancientwordradio.com. But if you can help us to pay for the airtime, and that's where the money goes, you can send a check to Ancient Word Radio, mail to Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North. That's 5753 Highway 85 North. And then you add number 3248. That's 3248. 3248. And we are in Crestview, Florida. Crestview. And the zip code is 32536. That's 5753 Highway 85 North. Number 3248 in Crestview, Florida. 325 Three, six, and we will be right back. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. Hanukkah, one of the most unique of Jewish holy days. Shalom Alechem. 
This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now, Hanukkah is unique in that it's one of the few holy days of Israel that wouldn't exist without courage. See, about 130 years before Messiah was born, Antiochus Epiphanes, ruler of the Greeks, decided to wipe out the Jewish faith. He defiled the temple. He darkened its lamp. He set up a statue of Zeus. He commanded everyone to worship it. He made it illegal to follow God's law. Anyone caught observing him was put to death. And many people abandoned their faith. It looked as if the Jewish faith was about to be wiped out. But then one man said, no, I will not abandon my faith. And his sons followed. They were called the Maccabees. They took a stand. They fought against all odds against common sense, against the entire might of the Syrian empire. They were outnumbered, outmanned, and outarmed, yet they won their first battle by a miracle. And then their next battle, until the impossible happened, they defeated the entire Syrian empire. The temple was restored, its lamp was relit, and Israel was set free. And not too much farther into history, a baby was born in Bethlehem who would be called the light of the world. But for not for faith and miracles and courage of Hanukkah, they would never be free. Hanukkah is called the festival of freedom, but it's also the festival of courage because without courage, there's no freedom. So if you're God's child, you're not to be a slave. You're called to be free. But to be free, you have to become a man or woman of courage. When everything looks dark, stand. When everything looks hopeless, stand. When everything looks lost, stand. When everybody's turned away, you stand. Stand, stand, and stand. And you will see the victory and you will light the lights of the celebration of freedom. Want more? Ask for the way to freedom. Now the free gift for you. From the sands of the Judean wilderness to the wings of the cherubim to the writings of the rabbis proving Jesus is the Messiah, the awesome mystery now revealed. The mystery of the temple doors. You'll love it. And Sapphire is guaranteed to bless your socks off. How do you get all these free gifts? Easy. Just remember Jesus is real. He renamed Yeshua and dial it. It's 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's it. But call now 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to minister with me together bringing salvation to God's chosen people, Israel, and to the unreached peoples of all nations on five continents with over a billion people. Just call now 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct. The Nice Jewish Boy at Box 1111 in Lodi, DI New Jersey 07644. It's a nice Jewish boy. It's box 1111 Lodi, L O D I New Jersey, and the zip 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying Shalom Alechem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah, Sar Chaim, the Prince of Life. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our Wednesday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm Bob Bierman. Before we went to the break, I mentioned a couple of things, and I just want to remind you of a couple of, of things. If you haven't, if you haven't visited our website anytime recently, would you would you go and pay a visit to truth the number two ponder.com? Truth the number two ponder.com now from the website you can contact me personally you you can use a contact form or you can even find my direct email address which is bob at truth the number two ponder.com and it would mean so much to me right now if you would let me know what station you listen to if you're listening on shortwave radio i'm just trying to get a feel and a handle on what are the best times and what I should consider doing as we get into the new year 
in just a month from now. Hard to believe that we're almost at 2022. So if you'll do that, it would mean more to me than you'll ever know. I'm not going to put you on some kind of an email list. I'm not going to continually write you and ask for money or anything. I just want to know. And if you do that as a favor, I would appreciate it immensely. Also, I mentioned the other website, which I've had for a number of years. And there are a lot of people that visit. It is strictly a music website of sacred, classic Christian music. And I plan to add a hymn channel and a couple of others. And as we get closer to Christmas, you're going to find some, well, more Christmas music playing. And that website is ancientwordradio.com, ancientwordradio.com. And and I hope the music offering there will be a benefit to you. We offer that. I've had it out there for three years. I felt it was something important that's just not there anymore. So visit that website, ancientwordradio.com, and also our regular website, truth2ponder.com. Now, let's get back to our program. And of course, our guest host for this Wednesday, I want to thank him for stepping up to the plate to help me out, Jim Calhoun. Thanks once again, Bob. It's such a pleasure for me to come to this microphone and speak to the Truth to Ponder audience. As some of you already know, I live on a farm in central Nebraska, and I raise cows, and my main crop is hay. So I'm really out of pocket. So if things really get bad as far as socially in this country, I'm not isolated because none of us are. But I am in a pretty good position. And there's lots of people out there that are not in near as good a position as I am because they may live in a blue state. They may live in a big city, in an apartment, somewhere where they have to deal with people every day, have to deal with rules and regulations every day, and so forth and so on. Whereas what I see more than anything else are cows. But I'll tell you this. I'd much rather be dealing with cows than dealing with people in masks that are just COVID-idiots. I am going to mention that I have written a book. And when I come on Truth to Ponder, I don't want it to be about me. I want this show to be about you. And I want this show to be about Truth to Ponder. But I do want to mention that I have written a book called Surviving Hard Times. And if you're interested in learning some information about this book, contact Bob Bierman at Truth to Ponder, and he'll forward the email to me. But if you really truly feel like you're in danger, if you feel like your situation is getting really rough or may get real rough, and you want to have a handbook that can help you get through these hard times, then my book called Surviving Hard Times, I think is going to be a very valuable asset for you to have in your possession. So again, if you're interested in this book, Email Bob, Bob at Truth to Ponder, and he'll forward that to me. Now I'm going to talk about some solutions, which I like to do in the second half of Truth to Ponder, because the first half seems like all I talk about are problems. You do realize that throughout history, God has always protected his remnant. Always. There's many stories in the Bible of people surviving just horrible events. And I really do believe that God is still protecting his remnant today. I feel like he's protecting me. I think he's protecting Bob. 
I think he's protecting everyone out there who is part of the remnant. And one of the things that's happening in the world right now, and this is what I think I've had revealed to me. I hesitate to say, God told me to tell you this, because I don't know that, number one. And number two, I don't want to be that presumptuous. But this has been laid on my heart. And that's what I like to do on this show, is share my heart with you. What I had revealed to me was that with all these mandates that are going on, and I'll give you an example, like the subways in New York, they're going to close the subways to people that are not vaccinated. And then there's other places, restaurants or businesses, that will not allow you inside if you're not vaccinated. There's cafes, restaurants worldwide that won't let you in if you're not vaccinated. There's concerts, there's sporting events, all sorts of things that are discriminating against the non-vaccinated. Well, first of all, the ones that call themselves vaccinated, they're not vaccinated either. They have an experimental drug put in their body. It's a gene therapy. It's not a vaccine. But that's a side issue. But you know the door goes both ways. Do you realize that when you are around people who are especially had the second and third shot, but also the first shot of this COVID poison, you do realize that these people do what's called shedding. They shed these spike proteins. And so if you go hug somebody or shake someone's hand or come in contact in some way with someone who's been vaccinated, chances are really good these people are going to shed some of this awful stuff that is in their bloodstream. It's going to be shed to you. And I know for one, I've been sick twice from being around people who are vaccinated. And I'm not saying sick as in headache or sick as in stomach ache. I'm saying ill, very sick. Sick like I've never been sick in my life before. It would take half this program for me to describe my symptoms. But let me tell you, incapacitated, beyond belief, never felt so bad in my life. And that was my first contact with COVID. I didn't get COVID. You might say, well, you just caught COVID. No, no, I didn't have any COVID symptoms, none at all. No, they were different symptoms than what COVID was. They were just absolutely unreal, though. And it was around vaccinated people. I was around a whole room of about 100 vaccinated people. That made me really sick. And then that happened again later. But I didn't get near as sick. But the same symptoms came back. And so I know in my heart that whatever I caught, I caught from these people shedding. And it is a scientific fact that people that are inoculated can and do shed. Matter of fact, there's documents out there that Pfizer even put out that were internal documents that talked about shedding. And I do believe this poison they're giving people, I do believe that it's a mass extermination drug. I think they're trying to thin the herd. And I think shedding is an integral part of this so-called vaccine. So how can God protect his remnant? By having us barred from being around people who have been vaccinated. If you want to look at it in the way that I've had it revealed to me, is that we are being separated from the quote-unquote vaccinated, but we're being put in the sheep pen 
and the vaccinated are all going to go to their goat pen. I think that God is keeping us safe and healthy by banning us from events where we're going to be exposed to people who are going to make us deathly ill. And so when someone says, you can't go there because you're not vaccinated, I say, wow, thanks for the tip. I don't want to be around those people who have been vaccinated. If I offend somebody, I'm sorry. But you were not as sick as I was. If you're vaccinated, you don't know what you're doing to people who are not vaccinated. But I do. And so it's a blessing from God if I can't go to this football game. Thank you, God, for keeping me safe. It's a blessing from God I can't go eat at this restaurant. Thank you, God, for keeping me safe. God can protect us in many, many ways. And I think that just like the wing of a hen going over its chicks, God is protecting us. Now, you might say, what about the internment camps that are really concentration camps like in Australia? They're also building them in Canada, and I do believe they're building them here too. What about those? Is that God protecting us? No, I don't think so. And no, I don't think I'm trying to have it both ways. I think God is protecting us by keeping us separate, but not by having them separate us. Now, they can separate us as far as banning us and barring us from going places, but to physically come pick us up and haul us off to a camp? No, that's not God. So that has to be resisted. But I really truly think that just like in the first half of the show, I talked about the bees and how they replace their their population. We as Christians have to have our own communities, not like cults, not like compounds. I'm talking about regular towns, families, schools, everything that are Christian-based that doesn't have anything to do with these one-world people and these New World Order people, these, these Satanists. Let them have the world that they want to destroy because they're going down, folks. That world they're creating is unsustainable. But what God creates is sustainable. So what we have to do is make our own new normal. And our new normal can be what we love. Our new normal can be God-centered. God, country, family, respect, honor. That can be our new normal. Can we drag all these people that are zombies and blind? Can we drag them to think like we do and to be a part of this? I doubt it. But do we even want them? Because they are of their father. They love to be of their father, who is Satan. There's lots of people out there who have chosen, and they've chosen evil over good. They've chosen tyranny over freedom. I'm not saying turn our back on society, but what I'm saying is, is concentrate on our new society. I got an email from a listener of my show, which is the Living Off Grid Power and Information Show, which you can catch that on Spreaker. But I had a listener write me, and he said that he thought the way to go would be with communities, meaning Christian communities. And I think he's right. It's time that all of the remnant started to get together. And we have to really be careful because there's there's lots of people out there that want to deceive you. 
Lots of people that will come in and tell you what a Christian they are and how good they are. And who knows if they're just a government plant. There was a lady in Colorado that did not want her children indoctrinated at her school. And so she went to the school and went to the school board and complained. And a couple days later, the FBI showed up at her house and raided her house because she's a concerned mama. That's not the country that we should live in. And it's definitely not the country I want to live in. And I'm not the one that's going to be moving because I didn't change anything. I did not start lying to people and indoctrinating people. I did not do anything to the institutions that are now corrupt. God did not corrupt these institutions. Man did with the help of Satan. The ones that say they love America but want to change it don't love America. I just happened to be in the Republic of Ireland the night that Obama was inaugurated his first term. And I had a middle-aged Irishman come up to me, and he put his hands on my shoulders, and he looked me in the eye. He said, what's wrong with you Americans? Don't you listen? I said, well, probably not, but what are you talking about? He said, the guy you just elected said that he wanted to fundamentally change your country. Don't you love your country? Didn't you listen to him? He said he wanted to change your country. It really sunk in later on. He's right. Obama went up there and said, We are the ones you've been looking for. I want to change this country. And that's what he wanted to do. And that's what he did. And the dirty little secret is, he's still doing it. He's back there behind the scenes. He's kind of like the Wizard of Oz. He's the man behind the curtain. He's one of them. So we have all of this going on to destroy the masses. But see, God is not going to save the masses. He's going to save the remnant. And the remnant has to be obedient to God to spread the good news and to try to disciple people. We have not been called not to do that. But there is a time where we're going to have to look within our own groups and have each other's back. And there's so many ways we can do that. And it starts not only in the family. It starts right there in what's in your chest. It starts in your heart and in your mind. And then those that you love, your friends, your family, your co-workers, people who are important parts of your life. That's where you're going to fight this war. You're going to fight it within your own heart and your own mind first. And if you have to unbrainwash and detox from all the lies you've heard, the best way to do that is get in the Word of God and be around people that are awake, that know what's going on. The signs out there are just as obvious as if someone hung a billboard that says, we're changing the world, change or else. But I just say, bring it on. That's what's really in your heart. Satan, because that's what they are. They're all Satanists. They're just coming from Satan. In the Bible, I know that Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Anytime Satan would use a person to try to attack him. And I'm sure that would start a few fist fights, but it's appropriate. Somebody that's satanic, somebody that's a Covidian comes up and tries to confuse you or lie to you or get you to disavow your God, you just say, get behind me, Satan. 
We have to know who our enemy is, and our enemy is Satan. You have to recognize that it's Satan. We have to recognize what they're doing. We have to recognize they're taking things incrementally and changing us one child at a time, changing one mind and one heart of our children. That's why they want to get rid of the older people. They're pushing euthanasia. You notice it's always the older people. They say, come in and get vaccinated. Get your flu shot. Do you think that it's safe to go take a shot of any kind right now? Do you really think it's safe? Do you trust the medical profession who will not live up to their Hippocratic oath, which is above all else, do no harm? Are you going to put yourself in front of these people and allow them to have a say-so in your health when they are not even following their Hippocratic oath? Now, you might have a great doctor. I know I have two doctors I really like. I really do like them. But I'm not going to go back. Not that I'm terrified of them. I don't know what is going to be put in their supply of medicine. They might think they're giving me a tetanus shot. Who knows what they're giving me? I don't know. I almost have to have a lab test right there to test the ingredients before I let them shoot it in my body. Now, am I extreme? Yes, I am. Do I have trust issues? Yes, I do. I'm not trying to tell you not to go to your doctor or not to trust your doctor. I'm not telling you that at all. I'm telling you about me. I don't trust them. And I think that everyone should at least consider the possibility of asking their doctor if they're positive of what they're giving them or asking them what constitutes and makes up the medicine that they're going to give you. I think at least you should do that. I think that we have to keep our eyes wide open. Not only wide open for the enemy, but wide open for friends. Wide open for people that have a caring heart and a heart for Jesus. And we need to start congregating and helping each other out in a natural, normal way. And as we do this, we will start changing our surroundings in the society that actually touches us personally. And if that works for us, and other people see that, and also if you tell people what you're doing, and other people find other people who are Christians and do the same thing, the power that we're going to have to resist all the tyranny and all the satanic things is going to be massive. And so trust Almighty God. Trust in Jesus. Put your trust in Jesus. Do not trust the media Don't trust Dr. Fauci. Don't trust Bill Gates. Don't trust the tyrants in government. Don't trust that the ballot box is going to magically make everything better. Because we have to look at who's in Washington, and they're doing nothing. So it is up to we, the people, as a country. But more important than that, it's up to us, as the remnant, for us to make a stand Not only for our God, but for our country, our families, and ourselves. And I'm going to tell you once again, I have a show called the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. And you can hear that on Truth to Ponder Radio. Or you can do a search on Spreaker for the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. And once again, if you're interested in receiving my book, 
that it's called Surviving Hard Times, then please email Bob at Bob at Truth to Ponder, and he'll forward that email to me. And again, I have to say thank you, Bob, for giving me this opportunity to speak to your wonderful audience. It's always an honor and a pleasure. So until next time, everyone, keep a positive attitude. Replace fear with faith. Stay strong and be well. And once again, Jim, I can't thank you enough for helping me out once again this week. Just so the listeners understand something. Jim volunteers his time. I don't pay him. He he offered his time for free to do this program once a week for me. As I've said, nobody gets paid a paycheck at Truth to Ponder, and that includes me, your host, producer, editor, researcher, and distributor of the program. I do it all myself. Though someday I would love to see the ministry grow, where there are more listeners, more stations, and yes, and I could conceivably afford to pay somebody part-time to handle things like some research and maybe some of the editing. That would be wonderful. It would take a big burden off me and allow me more time for some of the ministry work that I feel very compelled to be doing along with this radio program. And I'd like to be able to get more guests on the program, people that you need to hear from, people that have something important to say that can help you in these very turbulent times. Now, I I mentioned there's some good news. Some of the narrative around COVID is beginning to fall apart a little bit. And we'll get into that a little bit more tomorrow. But I, I see some... I see a window of opportunity coming our way very shortly, and I don't want to miss that window of ministry opportunity to share the good news of Jesus Christ with a lost and a dying world. Now, if you believe in our ministry, visit our website at truth2ponder.com. Let me know what station you listen to, if you're listening on radio or as a podcast. And, and, And... As far as commercials on the podcast, some of the distributors, they added, it's not me, I get nothing out of that, just so you know. But if you help us, and you can help us pay for the airtime as we build up the reserve during December to pay when January rolls around, we pay in advance. Our mailing address, make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio, and our mailing address is Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North. That's 5753 Highway 85 North. Then add number 3248. That's number 3248. And that is in Crestview, Florida. 32536. That's Crestview, Florida. 32536. Once again, 5753 Highway 85 North. Number 3248. And that's Crestview. One word, Crestview, Florida. 3256. Three six. That's three two five three six. And until tomorrow, may God richly bless you. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth the Number Two and the Word Ponder dot com. That's Truth the Number Two Ponder dot com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.